Burgers. This is Paulie from All Docked Up. How you guys doing tonight? Uh, never do a podcast without my main man, Captain Buzzword. Buzzword, are you on the line? Captain Buzz here. Roger that. <laughs> Buzzy, how was your day, my good man? Hey, it was fantastic, you know, getting stuff done. How about you? Weather's beautiful. Boats are getting ready. You know, we're starting to go in the water. Um, so I'm pretty excited. It was 65 degrees out and sunny all day. I spent two days at the boatyard getting her done. Getting her done. You know what? And before I forget, the um, our podcast tonight, the All Things Boating with Paulie and Captain Buzz, uh, is sponsored by Muller Marine, 616 3rd Street in Eastport, Annapolis. Um, Corey Blazevich is the owner-operator of Muller Marine. Uh, so he is sponsoring the event tonight. And once again, we got our main man, Mr. Troy Stanton. Troy, how you doing? Doing great. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Yeah, we're going to pick up on our segment. Part two. Yeah. Part two of fiberglass. and We couldn't cover it all. There's so much. It's not awesome. Not at all. Not at all. I'll tell you what, Captain Buzzword, um, you know, what do you got for a uh, captain's briefing, my good man? You know, uh, something a little different, and uh, tis the season, but it's how to christen your boat, right? <laughs> a lot of folks got a new boat, right? What and kind of christening want... are we talking about here? Well, the, the, hey, you know, yo. there's... <laughs> so a couple things you need to do first you need to get the boat ready and you need to make sure that it runs because right after you christen the boat you want to take it for a little uh, shakedown cruise that's part of the ceremony so make sure you're good to go first um, but uh, a couple things that you need you need some friends you need a dock right where you're tied up to uh, you need a branch of green leaves i didn't know this but that's part of the ceremony then you need a bottle of wine or champagne or sparkling cider. Some words of wisdom. And it's very important that your boat has a name. So that could be, that might be covered in another captain's briefing, uh, but got your boat should have a name if you're going to christen it. Well, mine didn't have a name for a couple of years. Remember when Captain Jeff um, ripped a name right off the back of my boat? He says, Paulie, it's time to rename or you're living in the past. I almost killed him. The name of the boat was Buka Boys, and it was a brandy <laughs> sniffer. Because we used to, Troy, we used to love drinking Zambuca. So on the back of the boat, it was Buka Boys with uh, a big snifter with Zambuca along with three kidney, or I'm sorry, kidney beans, Jesus, three coffee beans for health, wealth, and happiness. <laughs> so I stopped hanging out with those guys at my original crew. So uh, my business partner, Jeff Halber, uh, you know, ripped the name off the back of the boat in a, um, it was an interesting long weekend out on the hook. Yeah. Sounds you went like, nameless for a long time. Yeah. But if you do recall, not for nothing, we were out on the hook and how it actually got its new name is we were out on the hook for a holiday weekend and we were, you know, just, we were sitting on rafts all day long and we were just like lazy river in it all day long. Sweet. And uh, yeah, we tied on quite the load. It was pretty good. We were definitely, three quarters in the bag. And that's when, you know, the greatest thing came to mind. And then I named the boat right after that. There you go. So I needed a sign. Um, I definitely needed a sign. So the detailers briefing that I got today is we're going to oh, talk. Wait, hold on. Hold on. You jump, you jump in the gun. Oh, I'm sorry. I, jump, I in the gun, jump in the gun. Hold on. Hold on. Cause you need a couple more things. It's very important. So you got to be careful. Um, uh, right. Nobody wants to break a bottle of champagne and all the glass going into the bay or wherever you're boating. So you can either get, and it's a good idea to pre-score the bottle and you can buy, um, uh, a pre-scored bottle. Uh, it's called galley wear, uh, christening bottle. Uh, or you can just get your favorite champagne 
but you need to put a protective bag around it so the champagne can leak through it like a net bag and the glass doesn't go into the environment. So just want to point that out. You don't have a protective bag around it, then we're going to need Troy over here to fix the fiberglass damage that we just (laughs) did to somebody's boat. You can also, uh, you know, if you don't want to get a bag and go through all that breaking and doing damage to your boat, it is it is okay to pour that champagne onto the bow of the boat. That is an acceptable alternate to uh, breaking a bottle uh, on your uh, on your uh, on your bow or your your uh, your anchor. Christening your girl, nothing better than that. That's awesome, Buzzy. So I guess they've gotten yeah. away from the blood of your enemies. What's that, Troy? <laughs> I guess they've gotten away from the blood of your enemies. Oh, my goodness. Holy <laughs> socially, <laughs> socially frowned upon nowadays. Socially there, frowned upon. There's a couple, uh, couple of days that you don't want to christen your boat on. Uh, you know, things like uh, Fridays and Thursdays don't work so well. Um, and there's a couple of other things, you know, certain uh, sea goddesses, Died and a couple of other things where you don't want. All right, Buzz, I boat. think so you're getting a little do, off the off the uh, deep end there. Uh, do a little research uh, to make sure that your christening ceremony goes well and puts puts a lot of good luck into your vessel. Roger, we cannot piss off the gods, Troy. Because if we not. do, we're in deep, deep, we're in deep trouble. There you go. We're in deep trouble. Mucho my goodness. So, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking uh, for the detailers briefing tonight. Um, let's talk buckets. I see a lot of people using a standard bucket when they're scrubbing down their boat, especially at the beginning of the season when they're in the yard. A lot of yards are stone and, you know, three-quarter inch modified stone and little pebbles. And they're scrubbing their boat, scrubbing their boat. You know, they've been in and out of the cockpit, getting the boat all ready. Then they do a final scrub down. But when they're scrubbing the boat out, they got, you know, they make these particular sets of buckets. So it's an actual bucket. And then there's a bucket grate that sits inside of the bucket, which gives you about a two, two and a half inch buffer between the bottom of the bucket and where the brush physically sits. So every time you're going in and out, you're picking up stones and chips and debris and God knows what. And then you're scrubbing down the side of fiberglass with that. And all you're doing is scratching the living daylights out. You're scratching the daylights out of it. So that's, that's, that is no good. So another awesome thing is, you know, a lot of these uh, buckets are actually like a full complete bucket system where you get your bucket and then there's a bucket grate. Um, and then there's an anti-slip ring that sits on the bottom of the bucket. How many times that I was, de- you know, detailing a customer's boat, I set the bucket down and I would put a microfiber towel down underneath it. So I didn't scratch anything, but more or less, so it didn't slip and run right, right. down the side of the bow, uh, you know, or right off the front of the bow. And, um, I will tell you what, make sure you investigate a really good bucket. I see them now with rope handles on them. They got like a three H rope line on there. Um, definitely want to get the great system that, that drops into the bottom of the bucket because then all the dirt and everything literally just sits at the bottom and you're not consistently mixing that through. So, uh, yeah. And it's an organizer that works into it as well. So just make sure that whatever bucket that you buy, that it fits in your lazarette on the back of the transom or wherever you're going to store it, particularly you have enough room because a five-gallon bucket or, you know, could be pretty big in size. And uh, something you taught me, Paulie, a while back, don't be afraid to use a trash can because then you get a, tre- a clean trash can out of, the, out of the job too. I use the trash can so many times when I was scrubbing. Well, it's a good boat. way to go. I do it all the time. It's a real good way to go. Yeah, but right under. I'm going to get a grate to fit in my trash can. Well, you'll probably sit there on the tool bench and you're going to make it. I have no to do this. This is like Mr. Bob Vila over here for the boating industry. Oh, my kind of guy. Out loud. 
Oh, uh, dude, you love <laughs> you and him, Troy. Yeah, you and Troy in one room with some epoxies and. I build stuff and I know things. That's all you need to know. That's it. Cabin Buzz is the exact same way. You should have seen it when he built his cornhole set. That's a whole other topic. But, um, <laughs> you know, Buzzy. So we're going to pick off uh, segment two with Muller Marine here in Eastport, Annapolis, Maryland. And, you know, Troy, we're going to pick up where we left off. Uh, right. Part of our segment is, um, you know, with the cost of fuel that has skyrocketed everywhere, you know, every, to everyone, <coughs> boating this year is going to be quite difficult. So uh, before you put your boat in the water, I think it's time to really take a look. And Troy, help me out here. So yeah. what, what are some of the things, like right off the bat? Very are, first thing, make sure you've got your bottom in good shape. Um so when you say in good shape, talk okay. to me. Like let, let's Basically elaborate. Basically, what you want to do is when it comes up, good anti-fouling. You want to make sure it's been scraped and cleaned, um, because that drag. It, it is amazing how much parasite drag you'll pick up off of barnacles and and just creek scum. Right. So most of the boats that come out of the water at the end of the season, the marinas pressure wash them down. If they, if it's permitted in their marina. If yeah. it's permitted, right? If they're actually doing that. Along with, uh, you know, I always acid wash the stain right. lines all the way Get around the boat. Off. Get all the yellow discoloration off. So if you have a nice, fresh, clean, pressure wash scrub bottom, what are the steps that you recommend? And if they haven't bottom painted their boat, what, what do you definitely what, want to go with a good bottom paint? Um, well, the first question you need to ask is: Are you looking for a racing bottom or are you looking for a regular bottom? The big difference there is racing bottoms are generally sprayed and burnished, whereas what we call a regular bottom is rolled. Um, now we'll do that with a foam roller. Mm -hmm. So it's still going to be a very, very smooth finish. Um, if it's necessary, if you haven't had it done in say two or three seasons, you might want to have them check and see if you need a barrier coat. Um, I did mine a couple of years ago, stripped it down to nothing, blasted the bottom and I wanted to check for blisters. Yeah. And that, that kind of leads into what we were talking about last time. That's a, you know, where you'll start to see your blisters. Um, additionally, uh, especially for sailboats, if you've got those folding props, make sure it's been serviced. If it's not folding properly, it's creating drag and it's going to be burning up, you know, a bunch of gas. Now here in your yard, here at Muller Marine in Eastport, you guys deal with obviously a lot of sailboats, yeah. Annapolis being the sailing capital of the world, you know, it is that um, there's sailboats everywhere. So, and I've noticed the guys out in the yards. Uh, in your yard, particularly, he was actually sanding down the prop shaft. Yeah, or I'm, um, you know, the shaft in general. Right. And then he was he was sanding down the collapsible. What is the exact name for the collapsible um, propeller? Uh, I was afraid you'd ask me that. Uh, forgive me, and I, yeah, I'm always the um, one who drops the bomb on yeah, these ones. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to claim ignorance on this one. That's okay. Um, um, but you sand all them down, and yeah. do you lubricate them at all? Um, it depends. Sometimes we'll lubricate it. There is a uh, very special bottom paint just for your drive system. Right. And typically we'll use that. It's not nearly as ablative as a regular bottom paint, so it can stand up to the rotations. Uh, sometimes you can, you know, it'll even handle a bottom strike or something, you know, in the sand without coming off. Okay. Um, we don't actually sand. A number of places do. We try not to use sanders because that cuts into the metal. Um the system we use, it's it's like a rubberized ablative fingers, for lack of a better way to describe it. Okay. I could. That we put on a rotary. It, it almost looks like a, a brush. 
with very big bristles. Fat oh, bristles. okay, okay. And it gets in there, and it gets all any growth off, any barnacle heads that are still stuck on it. Um, a lot of times you'll get some, you know, oxidization, especially around the zincs. Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah, we see that on yeah. power boats and absolutely, yeah, and your absolutely. shafts and your rudder zincs, and we see that all the time. Right. So we'll clean all that up, and at the very least, it'll go out clean. But nine times out of ten, they'll have us put. You know, a protective coat on as well. So let's get back to the boat's been pressure washed. Everything's nice and cleaned. Um, I, I do see some, a lot of people actually sand them. So if you are going to prep your bottom and scuff your bottom. Right. Okay. To give us an idea on the props, because everyone has to understand this. If your bottom has got layer after layer and layer of right. paint, you have that much more added weight. So on our segment today, we want to try to educate boaters on, you know, the cost of fuel is through the roof. Let's Absolutely. get that bottom looking good, nice and smooth, and drop some weight. Yeah, the uh, typically you don't want to have more than two layers on there of, of bottom paint. Now, that doesn't include a, uh, a barrier coat. A barrier coat, okay. If you've got a barrier and two coats on it, don't put a third over it. Okay. Go ahead and sand it back to the barrier coat. Um, if you've got, sometimes if you're, you know, you only have one coat on there and the paint is still in reasonably good shape. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do a full sand down to the barrier. You can just kind of surface it off, get all the flaky crud off, and then go ahead and do a uh, a good bottom job on that. And you want to make sure you've got a good anti-fouling paint. Um, pick something that's, if you're doing mostly fresh waters or brackish, make sure you get a paint made for that as opposed to a full salt system. So, you know, you, you sanded down your bottom, mm-hmm. Okay. You got it all nice and clean. Now you're going to have to give the bottom a quick little wash to get rid of any dust and debris. Right. Okay. But in the process of doing that, inspect your hull for any any oh, yeah. blisters because that now That's is That's where you're going to see them. That is when you're going to see them. Okay. So let's say, you know, a, you have a boat out in the yard right now that I saw that had some blisters yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay. What is your next step? So you, you guys cleaned off the bottom. It's all done at the end of the season. You, you start prepping this thing and you start coming across some blisters. What are you doing with those blisters? Right. Well, the first thing you want to do is assess it. So let's say for the sake of this conversation, your blisters are about the size of a, uh, called a, a pencil eraser. Right. Anywhere from there up to a dime. Right. Chances are that's just in the gel coat. So typically what we'll do there is we'll crack it open, sand it back till it's smooth. And you'll know as soon as it opens, cause you get this really, the stench of it. Yeah, the smelly, it looks like smelly honey. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's very yellow, sticky, discolored, it's buzzy. Yellow. I'm sure you've seen that yeah. working out in the yards. When you pop a blister, it literally stinks to high heaven of wet resin. Yeah, um, that's all those secondary products we discussed last time. Oh, it was well, disgusting. Well, I, ha- I, ha- I had one on my on my ankle from my work boots the other day, but it didn't smell that bad. Oh, jeez. Yeah, check with people around you, Buzz. You might find oh, out. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, once you get that, you open it up and you sand it back until you hit good material. And you'll know just on a visual inspection because you won't have that weeping around the edge. And uh, then we generally go in with a mixture of epoxy and chop strand fibers. Okay. Uh, you can get it straight out of the can. They call it, it goes by many names, kitty hair, tiger hair. But it's basically just a chop strand glass fiber mixed in to a pasty-like substance. You press that on into the opening. Once it cures... Sand it flush, and then put a little bit of barrier coat over the repair, and you're ready to rock. If it's about the size of a quarter up to, say, a half dollar or more, now you're getting into glass. That's not good. So that's when you really, you know, that's beyond pretty much doing something on your own. You're starting to look at 
some major work, possibly getting a PL job. Yeah, that is. Yeah, um, if you if you really have it that deep, yeah, and you have to and this do a is why job, annually you want to take a look for those blisters. Okay, I'll tell you what. We Even got if a you don't have going dressing. off in the background, what is that, Troy? That I. I'll tell you what, guys, if everyone's hearing that compressor, we're in a working yard. So bear with us real quick. (laughs) You know, Troy's on the investigation. He's like, why is this thing going off right in the middle of the podcast? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to kill Corey over here. Actually, that's the sailing loft. Oh, that's right. The sailing loft that's up upstairs. Okay. The compressor's downstairs in the mechanical room. Mechanical. There we go. Forgive us, everybody, for the sound of that compressor. But. We're out there, we're, you know, when we do our podcast, we are out in the yard uh, working, you know, in full working marina. So, you know what? Sometimes a little compressor action is what's got to be done. So, so to blister, I have a question. Do blisters sure. ever get bigger than 50, Absolutely. 50 cent pieces? I mean, uh, you know, what? Oh, what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Let, at that point, we're kind of departing from blisters and getting into full on delaminations at that point. Um, but I have seen them to where they, yeah. So I've had, I've seen one or two that are as big as the palm of my hand. It's kind of crazy. Oh well, um, well, Buzzy. I mean, you remember with Bonnie's boat on her three ninety two Silverton. Uh, I mean, they were gargantuan yeah. in size. Holy moly! Nine, 90% percent of the time, what you're going to see is anywhere from a, like a pencil eraser up to a dime. And 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 Troy does it is like. When you see that, is it just a couple, or is it like the whole bottom has got chicken pox? I mean, what is it? What what? Occasionally, is, it will be just a couple, and if it is okay. just a couple, you're just looking at quick localized fixes as a rule. Um, frequently, though, if it is symptomatic of a problem with the resin system that was using or a faulty layup, it'll be broad. It'll uh, and one place could be bowed astern easily. Yeah, it very easily bowed astern. Uh, and one place you're going to see them a lot, actually, is up near the waterline. Um, you've got your bottom paint and your barrier coat stopping and your whole paint starting, you know, the actual uh, urethanes that they do the sides with. And in that transition area, little gaps are there, water gets in. It just it seems to be the place that draws it the most. So another question, because, uh, you know, I, I, I pressure washed my hull around the, around the scum line. And right. I was doing a lot of scrubbing over the weekend. And it wasn't a blister, but the, the bottom paint would chip off. Is, yeah. that, is that the same type of situation or, or is that not as bad? I hope. Oh, that's not nearly as bad. No, no that's um, just a buildup, Troy, of bottom paint. Yeah, it could either particular- be a buildup of the bottom paint or uh, a lack of proper prep before the bottom paint went on. Got it. Okay, okay. Well, Buzzy's boat does not have a barrier coat system. On the okay, yeah, line. that's something else. So he's got, and I've told this to Buzzy for a while. We got to get a blast. His boat needs to be blasted. Yeah, Captain Buzz's boat definitely. We have a sandblaster come out, uh, whether it's glass bead soda blasting, but the bottom of the boat's got to be blasted. Yeah, and I think it's time to put a barrier coat system on the bottom. You really you're doing yourself a big favor by going with a barrier coat because it will save a bottom. Absolutely save it. When I did mine, like I said, if my memory serves me correctly, we did four coats. Uh, for an initial application, yeah. We did four. We went heavy because, you know, the more reading that we did, and we were working with Pettit paints at the time mm-hmm. um, with the two-part epoxy system. And I'll tell you what, it was awesome. Yeah, it's a great system. So, great so system. let me back up uh, and, and, and be selfish and talk about my sure. boat here for a second. But Absolutely. I think, uh, I think uh, we're look gonna, at him. We got him uh, thinking now, Troy. Do you see him? 
Oh, he's, he's shitting bricks right now. I can tell. Well, I'm thinking that we may be at the story or the uh, what I'm thinking may help other folks. So I'm the second owner. Okay. And so it's a 2004. And I'm sure this it came from a quality marina. Sure. Uh, and that they did all this prep work, barrier cope, and it was a saltwater boat. They did all of this. But right. I've never done anything but add a multi-season um you know, bottom paint moving right. forward. So, you know. Well, you also got to remember a lot of bottom paints are designed to be ablative. It so is. they're going to, they're going to break down over time. Correct. Um, so and that's where salt water. Some, yeah. Majority of people, uh, I, I'm an ablative guy. I've always yeah. used ablative paint. I was running the boat. I want the stuff to break down. Right. You know? Uh, okay. I mean, so that, sorry to interrupt. And oh, I, okay. I, another question. So, you know, yeah, that's been bottom painted several times. Well, a yeah. lot of times. It's an 04, right? It's got a lot of bottom paint on it. But yeah. it is ablative, so th some of it comes off each season. That's what it's designed to do, right? I mean, right. it's not as if I've got, you know, uh, <laughs> a half inch of paint on there. It's through the season. In seasons, some places, you might, actually. He's got well, what he's, okay. what he's yeah. noticing when he was blasting this weekend. I've worked on Buzzy's boat more. Mm -hmm. I've worked on Buzzy's boat more than I've worked on my own. The on the bottom of his boat, he has built up layer after layer after layer. Okay. So the ablative properties in the paint have done their job. But the problem right. is there are some areas where the surface prep was bad um, and it's starting to break off because there's too many layers and too many right. coats. It's right. doing its job. And not only that, but you can see it. Like it if doesn't you look necessarily at, wear evenly across the whole. It, well, his has not. Okay, it's yeah. not, true. Everyone of thinks yeah. that you're going to have areas of high not. wear areas of very low wear right right makes and, sense to uh, me yeah and this is why we'll go in periodically after you know after two or three coats and sand it back down to the barrier and start fresh yeah and i mean and then don't get me wrong captain buzz's boat's got big diamond series cummins diesels oh yeah in that thing and uh, you i mean can it's put, no hit on the boat it's just the nature of the beast yeah but you know but with, if there's 10 people on buzzy's boat it hops out of the water the same if there was one right it does not matter buzzy's boats turn in some real big blades He's got huge rudders, huge shafts. I mean, the boat is a torquey, torquey son of yeah. a gun. Really, so another really another question, uh, and again, I hope this conversation, I know this conversation will help other people, but sure. um, so you say sand it down to the barrier coat. Does that mean, right. that means, uh, or does that mean you have to put another barrier coat on when you say that, or okay. you get it down to that and then put a fresh coat of bottom paint? Typically, if the barrier coat is still in good shape, because barrier coats will ablate to a point, and depending on how many coats of paint are on and how much ablation there's been, we've had some boats come in that were barrier coated, got one, maybe two coats of bottom paint, and then nobody touched it for like five years. Okay, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting in. There's some areas where it's down to the barrier coat, through the barrier coat, into the gel coat. Um, so you want to inspect it each, each season. And see just how, what kind of, can, if your barrier coat's in good condition, you don't need to add more. But if it's getting thin, then you definitely want to put more on. Okay. So when you you sand it down, is the barrier coat a different color? How do you know you've reached it? Like Frequently. The barrier to, coat is always like my barrier coat It's either gray, gray or white is what we typically work with. Okay. Actually, gray or I have, white. Okay. I've never yeah. seen white. Yeah, we do have white. You do what with the sailboats? You guys use white. Uh, we use the same ones on powerboats. Yeah, I've never seen the white Although on a powerboat. We power don't get boat. that many powerboats. <laughs> you don't get many powerboats, but on mine it was gray. Yeah, and I. Gray you know, Buzzy, I, I, I'll tell you what, because Buzzy, didn't you have some paint break off on the forward bow, midship to the tip of the bow, 
and you can actually see white glass underneath it? Uh, I don't recall that. That the 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 old the two eighty. Yes, not not this, not the four twenty. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, we could do a simple little sanding job real quick on a piece, and you'll find out. Yeah, real quick if it's got a barrier coat. You can on actually it. count the number of you know the layers of paint though. Yes. You know, you grab a pop sander and get something aggressive and just keep on going down. Just make sure that you're not going to, you know, go through the glass, but you break it down a little bit and see what you got. Because I'm almost certain that that boat, that boat is not barrier coated. It may not be, uh, especially if the boat is going to, you know, if it's the owners know they're going to be in a lift or if it's going to be pulled out, they typically don't. They'll just sand down the gel coat to give it some tooth and yeah. go straight to bottom paint. Okay. We've seen that a lot as well. Yeah, there's a lot of boaters that are out there. You know, like I said, with the upcoming, with the fuel costs being so high, right? make sure that you get your bottom done. And, and listen, Definitely. if people say, Paulie, why am I going to do the bottom? Instead of, you know, I'm just spending the same amount of money, I might as well spend it on fuel. I'm like, because you're not fixing the problem. Right. You're, you, okay, so your boat, the, the cleaner your hull is, the smoother it is, the more that it's taken care of. To, you know, that it's sealed the proper way. It cuts through the water that much better. And you're going to well, get the I, performance out of the boat that you, exactly. you've been expecting. Yeah, I remember skipping a year and just doing just doing a touch-up on the bow and the scum line and the transom. And the following year, I was scraping barnacles for yeah, two days. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it crazy. was bad. So, <laughs> don't you know you might might skimp on a, a gallon of paint, but it's going to cost you in labor in the, in the uh, next spring. And at that point, it is nasty. I mean, I will not, I'll be the first to tell you, the new guys, they start off on bottoms. It is nasty, nasty, disgusting work. Oh, I'll tell you what, I've never, when I did my bottom, and I had a lot of help, make no mistake about yeah. it. That I, I, I pay still, I've been in the business for years. I'm going to pay Corey this year to bottom paint my boat because I'm not doing it. It's, I refuse. I've I've been doing this and I'm, I can do a quick good bottom, but... You know, it's part of the business. Uh, you accept that you're going to have to do some nasty work. I would rather grind fiberglass than work on a bottom, especially sand. Bottom painting Sand's the other thing. Oh you got to remember. Do I hate it? This bottom paint's got some <coughs> sort of biocide in it, so it's either uh, a chem, you know, a cupric oxide or some some other agent. And when that goes to dust, if you're not suited up, you are going to be hating life. No, and I'm you sure. got it helps to put a mat down because if, if God forbid, you got to scrape barnacles. Uh, that makes a mess too. Let let me ask you because again it was last season or season before and I did a lot of scraping. Uh, any tricks to scraping barnacles? Or is I wish just, I could give you one. It's just, it you know just, what I used. You know how I used to go to like Home Depot or Lowe's, yeah, and you would grab one of those single blade edgers, like if you're edging your gardens. Oh, okay. You remember the old school little yeah. edgers? They were. You know, yeah. it, it can't. It was just this little piece of metal on the end of like a full, like if you had right. a shovel pole, right? Okay, that's what I used because that's more, actually a great idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, okay. it looked like a, a large scale putty scraper, and because it had a five foot extension pole on it, it doesn't fall <laughs> on you as much. Excuse me, <laughs> another no. good point. But it was nice enough to be able to really stretch your arms, yeah, and you could get that much more um, because me, you know, my fat ass crawling underneath the boat sometimes oh, is just yeah, a nay nay. Not so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not something I like.
All right, so I think because we're, we're wow, we're, all of a sudden we're chewing up another half an hour. This is <laughs> phenomenal stuff. Let's talk about because Troy, you do other things too. We like, do like deck deck coring and and uh, bulkhead repair and transom work. T- a tell us a little about uh, those things. Um, well, you're definitely going to see. Uh, we do we here especially with sailboats. You're going to see a lot of deck cracking. Um, a lot of it is impact damage from, say, very uh, you know various heavy items hitting. You're going to see a lot of spider webbing around stanchion mounts. So those are indi- indicative of you might need some poor work done. Uh, transom, take a look, see if you get cracking around your motor mounts, uh, cracking and peeling along your you know if you've got a sailboat, just straight up transom, especially around your anchor points for your rudders. And then bulkheads, check around your chain plates, check any place where it gets down near the bilge. So I have a question because there's a, my engine room has a coating of some kind. Mm-hmm. I, I, you, I, I'm, I'm, you probably know what I mean. It's from the factory. It's a, it's yeah. a white, white. Coating. You have a buzzy. It's all glass. That's all gel coat and glass all throughout your engine room. Well, but it's, it's, uh, there's one or one or two places that there's a big, piece like flaking away yeah that's where water is starting to penetrate inside your engine room and that needs to be grounded out because what that's doing is your uh your boat starting to suck up the water if there's anything that's down there that's the problem that you're having your your glass your fiberglass and gel coat in your engine room currently right now troy yeah correct me if i'm wrong he's compromised uh becoming compromised becoming compromised but, but but it doesn't look like gel coat to me. It looks like some type of a a a, a paint. It, it's it's not smooth. It's it's uh, it wouldn't be smooth. It wouldn't necessarily be smooth. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. In all probability, it is straight up gel coat. It could be paint. Uh, typically, though, they'll do gel coat just because it is a little more a little more rugged, uh, okay. especially okay. in bilge areas. And they tend to put it in much thicker in engine rooms and bilges. Got it. Okay. Okay. I've seen, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I have seen, yeah, yeah. you know, refits done, Captain Buzz, where they yank out the motors, they repaint the yeah, engine Yeah, they take room, everything down to the glass and start every, over. They start mm-hmm. over. I have seen that multiple times on a lot of Hatteras, a lot of sports fishing yachts. I've seen it over and over. But Buzz, I've spent a lot of time in your engine room. And I know exactly where he's talking. About. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm talking about. It's it's on one of the on a, on a stringer. It's on and, a stringer. On yeah, yeah, and it's just it's like a it's like a you know a six inch flap of this right. topping the, comes. Yeah, off. that would be a thick slab of gel coat. Yeah, I think he needs wow. to grind that. I think what he's got to do is cut pick it that out, out, grind it, grind down, it back to the edges, and put some fresh gel coat. Yeah, kiss the glass. You don't want to go cutting into it, but you do want to kiss it. When you say kiss the glass, could you emphasize or emphasize? Uh, you want to sort of slightly abrade the surface so okay. any contaminant, because if it's in your engine room, the chances are that build has probably got some oil in it or fuel. Sure. So you want to get that off. Um, and the best way to do that is just abrade it with like an 80 grit. Okay. Uh, you don't want to go cutting deep into the fiber, but you want to knock that crud off. Mm-hmm. And then you want to scrub it with a good solvent. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. actually a big fan of acetone because it's uh, we use it evaporates acetone quick. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, and and that'll break it down and get it out of there. Then got you it. can go in with your fresh gel coat or paint. Now he can okay. roll that in that particular oh, application. Yeah, tray. I could roll it or I could brush it on for that. Matter. Yeah, you can brush it. You can roll it. I but mean, I would definitely take some time, Buzzy, grind that out because I, I remember we chatted about this before when we were trying to change out your starter. Um, on your port side motor when we were, dude, you should have seen that debacle. Holy crap. 
yeah, there's not enough mayonnaise or KY jelly to fit me in the spot that we were trying to get to. And I couldn't get in there either. Fuzzy so. couldn't get in there either. And uh, I had a call friend, in the pros. Yeah, we called in the pros on that. But I'll yeah. give uh, you know a shout out to uh, you know Benji, who's down at Gratitude, Gratitude, Rock yeah. Hall. And I will tell you what, Benji, we were scratching our heads. I'm telling you, <laughs> you ever had that day. moment where it's <laughs> was- like you're struggling and struggling? Yeah. We had hours into it. And then a professional diesel mechanic like Benji shows up and goes, bink, bink, bink. Buzzy, what did he have that thing out, 15 minutes? 15, here's the thing. Because if I'm down there, I don't know what tools to bring. He had a small handful of tools, crawled yep. down in there, and in 15 minutes, handed it up to us. Never experience asked for counts. a tool. Never asked for No, anything. we had yeah, actually no idea on how he did it. And we were looking, and I'm like... Oh my God. That's I part feel of the so mystique, stupid. you know? And then he goes, Do you want me to put it back in for you? And I went, Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, because we were not. I'm telling you, that was a funny day. I went to the local beer distributor and they were off the <laughs> clock. They weren't off. Uh, they were doing a, a favor for me for Captain Buzz. Um, but we had a good time. And when we saw that, I'm like, Buzzy, are we stupid? Like, what did we do that we could not figure this out? That, I mean, literally. Like I'm I said, happy. experience counts. You've oh done it God. enough. It's You can do it in your sleep. Amazing. But I will report that I was able to do the port side on my own. Well, yeah, you have room. Because I no. can get in there. No, was it the... No, wait. I'm sorry, Buzzy. When, no, the one that Benji did was the port side motor. When your engine hatch was lift, I remember him. Oh, you're right. He did yeah. the port side motor. You did the starboard side motor. You're absolutely right. I'm correct. I yeah. was Buzzy's uh, right-hand man, hand in tools, and uh, I was drinking. Yeah, of course. I had cocktails. We had a couple of cocktails. Well, it's kind of a necessity. I'll tell you what, Troy. I appreciate you coming on and representing Muller Marine. I'm happy to. And do it. Um, we're going to have to send Corey a bill on this one because he <laughs> owes you a uh, steak dinner. I think. Um, <laughs> our, turn it down. Our listeners love it. Remind you, everybody. You know, uh, Troy Stan from Muller Marine, six sixteen Third Street, Eastport, Annapolis. Um, and you can uh, they're right on the all docked up platform. Um, so if you need any work, make sure you download the app and, uh, you know, uh, Muller Marine is one of our service providers along with Corey also owns the last detail. I told him I wasn't going to say that tonight, but I guess I, gotta, I threw him a bone. What are you going to do? <laughs> but thank you, Troy. So very Thanks much. Yes, thank you, Troy. It. Wow. Anytime. Great and stuff. Great I'll stuff. I'll tell you what, anybody who has any podcast suggestions, questions, comments, concern, podcast at alldockedup.com. Um, and anybody who wants to sponsor an event, please send us an email and, uh, we'd love to have you. So, uh, Buzzy, uh, Paulie from all docked up standing by on six, eight, my good man. Captain Buzz from all docked up standing by on six, eight. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.